Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us now, right out of the shoot, our good friend from the NFL Matchup Show, ESPN. Our good buddy, you hear him all the time when we uh, do our show live at Super Bowl. Greg Cosell is on the line with us. Greg, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. How are you? We are doing extremely well. Uh, I want to start off by asking you regarding the draft, uh, because I know you're kind of a draft to file and you pay a lot of attention to that. Give me your overall assessment of what the Packers did. Well, I mean, uh, it's really the first three picks that I'm most familiar with, and I think what they basically did with those picks is they're looking to – have a certain kind of offense. Uh, Matt LaFleur comes from the Kyle Shanahan background, and I think what they're looking to do is have an offense that's very similar to that, that starts with the run game, that plays a lot with base personnel, uh, and the pass game works off of that. You create your explosive plays that way, in many ways just like the 49ers do. And your your offense then becomes multiple in terms of, of um, formations, motions. The Niners, for instance, last year motioned more than any team in the league. I think that ultimately you're trying to do that as well. But it all starts with a run game, and it starts with um, a very structured pass game. And that's I think that's what Matt LaFleur is trying to create. Now, uh, I don't we all heard complicated. The... I don't think it's that complicated, Bill, to be honest with you. No, I, I completely understand it. Uh, and you and I talked about this at Super Bowl, you yeah. know. So this is not what, – what you said, like, on the Rich Eisen show, which really caught the attention of a lot of Packers fans, it's it's something you had already said on this program that, you know, hey, Aaron Rodgers still one of the best, but also Aaron Rodgers, when it comes to the execution of Matt LaFleur's style of offense, whether it's the first year of the offense or just not feeling comfortable or what have you, left a lot of things on the field that really he didn't take advantage of, Correct. Those are just based on tape study. That's, saying that is like saying two and two is four. That, that's not an opinion or an interpretation. Uh, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers has played that way for a number of years, but he's so freakishly talented that oftentimes he then makes plays that only Aaron Rodgers can make. So it's a trade-off and a balance, and now it gets down to how a coach sees that. And I think at the end of the day, given Aaron Rodgers' age and given what Matt LaFleur's background is and how he sees offense – He's a young coach, Bill. Remember one thing. I learned this very early on from a veteran coach who's a very good friend of mine who's now out of the league, but he coached in the NFL for almost 40 years. And he, he told me very early on, he said, coaches coach what they know. And I think Matt LaFleur knows a, a system really well. That's what he grew up with. That's the system he wants to run. And he wants to then get the players to execute that style of system. You can debate the system. That's a different question. But that's what he knows, and that's it's been proven that you can win with that system in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan ran that system to get the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl. 
uh, as the offensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan ran that system as the 49ers head coach to get the 49ers to the Super Bowl. The system can win games. With the addition uh, of the running back and then the H-back in DeGura, uh, kind of the guy that can play tight end, he can play fullback, he can be in many different positions, does that then give Matt LaFleur that versatility that he needs to then run the offense to that style, the execution style of offense? Yeah, Dylan's that kind of back. Dylan, uh, I remember walking by Dylan uh, on the uh, combine floor, the dome floor, uh, and I was blown away by how he looked at 247 pounds. I thought he was 220 pounds. Um, He's got really light feet for a man that size. He's a smooth runner and obviously a very powerful runner. I mean, he can run through people. He he absorbs and runs through contact. Um, He's somewhat like Derrick Henry. Henry is more explosive, long speed than A.J. Dillon is. Henry can run away from people. Uh, Dillon is not that back. But I think Dylan has lighter feet and can find space than Henry. He's a little bit shiftier in confined space. And he's a confined space runner because essentially what Dylan is, Bill, is pick the adjective you like. He's downhill. He's workmanlike. He's efficient. He's methodical. He's sustaining. He's powerful. Pick the adjective you like. That's what A.J. Dillon is. And DeGura is a guy I really liked on tape, by the way. I knew nothing about him when I put the tape on. I think he's your classic tight end H-back. You know, in some ways he fills, at some point he'll fill the Kyle Juszczyk role, and at other times he'll be more of a tight end. He'll do multiple things as kind of that tight end H-back, and that's what this offense wants. What the uh, the biggest question, obviously, in, in Wisconsin is, is is Aaron Rodgers going to take this as a chip on his shoulder and execute the offense, or is it going to get ugly? And, I mean, I know people are debating that. Uh, we had Andrew Brand on last week, and he said, look, you don't draft a first-round quarterback to trade him away for draft picks. Uh, you draft him to develop him and be the next guy. So um, my, my, my question to you is this, and, and this is the thing we're all wondering. Now, I've seen it on tape what you've seen. Okay, we talked about that where there's just throws, and, and we've even seen Matt LaFleur run down the sideline and say, just throw the damn ball. You know, I mean, literally have right. seen that. So is this one of these – Is uh, I hate to say is it a correctable thing, but Aaron Rodgers is so freakishly good, and we know that. He has set the bar so high. But there has been inexplicable throws and throws that have not happened in windows and certain things where he's looking for sp- uh, specific guys. Is this, do you feel – a grooming of the guy of, of Jordan Love for the offense that Matt LaFleur wants to run, kind of a, a warning shot over the bow of Aaron Rodgers? Or do you think this is just, hey, we just need a backup that's really capable of running the offense in case Aaron Rodgers goes down? Um, I think that Love, they traded up to get Love, did they not? Yes. Yes. I think that plan is Love will be the quarterback. It probably won't be this year. Uh, but I think the plan is that Love will be the quarterback and that this offense will evolve and morph into what we just spoke about and that barring Aaron Rodgers getting them to the you know NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, then I think that they'll start to make the move. I can't say when it will happen. No one can say that, but I don't think you trade up to draft a quarterback in the first round with the idea this is not 2004, 2005 when Aaron Rodgers sat for three years. I don't believe that will happen. You know, I think when you do this, you you're basically saying we have a new quarterback and it's just a matter of when. And again, then it's debatable. And a lot of people will debate, you know, when that happens. But that's that's debatable. 
Talking with Greg Cosell of ESPN and the NFL Matchup Show as well. And, and the other thing I wanted to ask you, and get away from Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers gave up over 200 yards of rushing defense, uh, a rushing yeah. offense uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. And one of the things that Darius Smith had said to us was that they weren't prepared. Not that the coaches didn't have them prepared, but they weren't prepared. And since then, Blake Martinez has come out and said, hey, look, the ends were supposed to do what they do, and then I was supposed to clean up whatever mess there was. There was really no guidance. There was not – you know, I guess my question is, do you think the Packers, with what they sustained against San Francisco, that it's strictly coaching and it's overcomable, or do you think that with the upgrade of Kirksey, we'll say, and some of the guys that they've drafted, that they've got enough on this team to kind of fix that defense, or is it going to be where they're just going to have to outscore people with their offense? Well, I can't remember all the specifics of that game, Bill, believe it or not, because it was a while back, so I'm just being honest. But I can tell you from a structural standpoint that Mike Pettin would much prefer to play in a sub-defense, whether it is nickel with five DBs or a dime with six DBs. And a team like the Niners makes you play in your base because they play a lot of base personnel. Uh, and I think that's not what Mike is quite as comfortable with. So, again, I can't remember the number of snaps. I mean, that was a while ago. But just talking about the philosophical structure of a Mike Pettin defense, he would much rather play in his sub-defenses. And, you know, that gets into that whole question about linebacker play in the league, which is a larger question now. Everybody's talking about linebackers have to be guys who can just run sideline to sideline. Well, a few more teams last year started running the ball out of base personnel, and you know then you have to decide, I guess, what division you're in, what you know, how you want to structure your defense. These are these are sort of philosophical, structural questions. You know, getting 220 pound linebackers. Not that the Packers do that, but you know, playing with safeties in the box or lighter linebackers, you're going to get hurt in the run game. Uh, you're absolutely right, and, and that we are now seeing a more value, because for a while it was the devaluation of the running back. The running back became more of a receiver. He was the guy that just picked up blitzes, and now you're seeing the return. It, it's Everything in the NFL, as you know, becomes cyclical, it, it, it up and wow. down, and it evolution, but we're now we're seeing the, the evolution of the running back all over again. And there's also a lot of ways to win. I think people lose sight of that. Look, everybody knows, hey, you need a good quarterback. We know that. that that's a given. But as you just said, everybody has decided that it's gospel, that running backs don't matter and linebackers don't matter. Well, both those things matter depending on how you want to play or how you have to play. So, again, it's you can say these things. These are not absolutes because there's many ways to play and many ways to win. And people now, particularly with the – the proliferation of social media, people say these things as absolutes. And nothing is really an absolute because there's so many ways. And I learned this early on in my career. I mean, I've been with NFL Films now going on 41 years. And I learned from a lot of coaches, there's many ways to play and there's many ways to win. Always a pleasure, Greg. I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're doing well. I can't wait to see you again. Hopefully we have a season to talk about and then you and I can chat uh, sometime soon. And then uh, at some point we'll, we'll grab dinner together, okay? I appreciate that, Bill. Thanks for having me as always. Thanks so much, pal. Appreciate it. There you go. Greg Cosell with the NFL Network, or excuse me, with the NFL Films, also the NFL Matchup Show on ESPN. And uh, like he said, he's he's been doing NFL Films and breaking this down for 41 years. And he's the guy when it, it, there's not so much opinion, it's just that here's the fact. Here's what it is. Here's what the, the tape does not lie. This is what it is. And he saw... 
the same things that Gary and I saw. And, and you know, I mean, we were kind of criticized for saying it during the postgame show at, at times this year, but it, it's – this is the truth. It's it's the execution of Matt LaFleur's offense last year. While it wasn't poor, it wasn't great. And maybe that's the reason Matt LaFleur decided to go in the direction of Jordan Love. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 